Hello, hello, hello. Dr. Paco here with you with another great podcast. Today, we'll be talking about what about your friends. But before getting deep into that, we are going to cover the truth teller news. And today, I only have two things to cover. And that is the Black Studies programs that are under attack, specifically in Florida by, by DeSantis. Essentially, what we have here is modern day racism. We have attempts by a racist, being DeSantis, to try to prevent the education of Black people and those who are interested in these courses. And we've known for centuries now that an educated Negro is dangerous. When Black people know their stuff, when Black people have an identity, have a sense of self, they make things happen. And that scares racist white people. That scares white supremacists. And they will do whatever they can to get in the way of that, whether it is assembling and trying to get law enforcement involved in taking the efforts down, whether it is trying to stop certain programs from being implemented, from being taught. This this isn't something new, but I wanted to cover this because I want people to understand what is happening and some of the things that you can do to fight against it, like educating your children a lot of the things that maybe they are not being able to be taught in schools through the whitewashed education that they are receiving or that they will receive. Now, I'm an advocate for homeschooling for these reasons, and I know that's not practical for everyone, but if it is something that you can do, I strongly encourage it because I believe that every Black child needs to develop a sense of self through the lens of Black people an Afrocentric point of view that allows them to see themselves in the world as great, as as strong, as courageous, and as a contributor to society at large, and not someone that is just known for being involved in crime and and drugs and being involved in in thug culture and and Jezebels and and all this stuff that we're constantly being fed about ourselves that that is that it's just not true. Now, the other thing that I wanted to cover is the NAACP awarding Dwayne Wade and stepmom Gabrielle Union like Parent of the Year Award or some type of recognition for being a parent for raising a trans child. Now, I have some issues here. One of the issues I have is politicizing the raising of this child in such a way to where they paraded this child around as some beacon of light for the LGBTQ community, I will say was very inappropriate. If you understand child development theory, then you understand how influential as parents you can be, how influential your environment can be. And development is one of those things that it's important to let a lot of things play out. I'm not saying that the child would have not been a transgender. I'm not saying the child would have went a different way. What I'm saying is, is that there definitely appeared to be a grooming effect when it comes to putting the child out there in that way and creating a celebrity in that sense. So we don't really know how much is belief on behalf of the child and how much is enjoyment of being being sought after, you know, enjoyment of, of the intention, the enjoyment of simply just being famous. And if they really had the best interest of the child at heart, they would not have had the child's um, gender identity utilized as 
the, as the sole purpose of recognizing this child and for us to believe that this child is significant and this child is great. Having social media where people can cyber bully and say whatever they want about the child can have effects on the mental well-being. So essentially, they are putting the child in the line of fire. And to award them for that, to me, is asinine. Now, I don't know if the NAACP has awarded other parents for raising their children under difficult circumstances, like children who suffer from chronic illnesses, children that suffer from cancer, children that are that are fighting for their lives, children that need experimental treatments just to just out of a hope that they can they can carry on. If that has happened in the past, then I apologize. Someone can inbox me, school me. I'm 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 down for it. It's okay. But if that's never happened, then it just reinforces my belief that this is another attempt to go along with the political agenda that is running rampant in American society. Now, to get into why I brought you all here today, that is the topic, what about your friends? Now, I'm covering friendship because it appears to me that this is something that goes over the head of a lot of people. People don't know how to be friends. People don't know how to be friended. And it just seems that it's such a mess that I think providing some clarity can at least help some people that are interested in clearing this mess up. So number one, friendships are unconscious contracts that often break down without people really knowing why. We don't go into friendships negotiating our terms. This usually just happens. Um, it's like an automated process um, in most cases, unless someone is um, has like sized you up and like chose you that that does happen sometimes but that's not the um the point of what i'm getting at right here i'm going to focus on the black community for a minute because that is what the community that i'm a part of and in our community specifically we overrate friendships we try to replace family with friendships we have a lot of issues in our community with the family structure and there's a lot of factors that that go into that that are not the heart of this podcast specifically, but people know a lot of the issues that we are facing and the and a lot of broken homes exist in our community. So what people do is they use their friendships as a way to fulfill those, those vacancies. But what happens whenever we do that is that friendships often last past their life cycle. Because when you think about family, those relationships last forever if they are ideal. But when you have friendships, they try to occupy the place of mom or dad and they last much longer than they're supposed to, the friendship can start to do more harm than good. One of the issues that we have is that we over rely on friendships to solve problems. But the issue is that many are incapable of being good friends and helping you to solve those problems. You have a lot of people who are unseasoned meaning they do not have enough experience, they do not have enough wisdom to really give you good advice. They may simply just tell you what they would do, which is not good enough because your situation more than likely is, is unique. Now, one of the things that is a challenge in friendships is expectations. They are rarely discussed. And I understand to a certain degree why expectations are not discussed, but even if they're not discussed explicitly, there should be 
some probing questions. There should be a filling out. There should be something that at least allows you to see the value of the person, what the person stands for. So that way you can have an idea of what can I expect from this individual. What has happened is that we expect too much from our, our friendships and our um, community. And part of this is because of cultural differences between Black people and, and white people. You see, Black people historically have been more of a collectivistic culture, um, coming together and having more of a shared identity, as I just described, with you know replacing family with, with um, friends and what so have you. So it's very interconnected. But through integration, um, Blacks coming into white culture, which is more individualistic, you know, which is more about um, reaching your your potential as as an individual and not so much as a as a group. And so, with those two cultures coming together, it leaves a lot of Black people caught in between the two cultures and confused about how to be friends and how to be befriended. So. I'm going to go over some things and some of the stuff that I'm going to go over, you know, I may have mentioned already, but I want to really, really hit hit home on it. Treating friends like family is a problem when they are nothing of the sort. Let's just keep it real. Y'all don't know each other like that. You have not seen each other more than likely at your best and your worst. Your girlfriend or, you know, your homie or whatever you call the person does not know you like that. And you still need to have appropriate boundaries because at the end of the day, this is a friend. This is someone off the streets. And although you you feel like y'all know each other very well, when the nighttime comes and this person goes home, there's another side that you don't know what, what that side consists of. So people can keep a lot hidden. And it's not until you have lived with people and for quite some time do you really start to get a really an idea of, of who the people are? So that's really crucial to maintain those boundaries and not think because of how great the conversation is or because of how important the person is that they are a utility friend that you can use in, in all purposes and, and they're going to always be there to, to meet your needs. That is foolish. Now, another thing is, is that we have this tendency to try to, to assume that our friends are like us. That's not true. Sometimes your friends act more like you when they're around you, but when they're not around you, they may act more like someone else. Now, one of the issues that happens when I see with people who, who are the friend is that they feel that they are benevolent or that they are in, inherently good or they believe their friends are inherently good. And the reality is, is, is that no one is benevolent. You know what I'm saying? We we are not perfect. You know, being good, if you even believe in that in that that term, is something that that requires constant, constant work because we can be selfish, we can be entitled, we can be jealous and deceitful without even realizing it. So we have to be mindful of our defects and check ourselves if we really want our friendships to last. Now, when we over rely on each other to provide clarity, because many of us no longer follow a code of a code of ethics, morality may be lost. Our values depend on the situation. 
And so you have to constantly ask your friends all the time about how, how to handle every situation where if you simply just had values, you would already have a framework on how to handle situations, then you wouldn't necessarily be in a lot of the situations that people get themselves into, such as in unwanted pregnancy or are situations to where you you know you're you're caught in a relationship that that maybe is is abusive because you ignored all the signs and so you're asking your friends what to do in this situation and what to do in that situation because you have abandoned principles so you need people to tell you things that really should be fundamental and the reality of it is is that they're going to tell you something that is very self-centered and like literally I've heard people say to someone like to get over someone, you should go out there and just sleep with sleep with someone else and try to remove the memory of that person. What what value system reinforces that? That's speaking from simply a place of self and telling someone to do something that you that you thought of, but maybe you haven't even tried, or maybe you did try and you know in your heart it didn't work. But a lot of times friends will set each other up for failure intentionally and unintentionally. That's why you have to have boundaries, you have to pay attention, and you need to have a value system that, that you run your questions through and not depending on your friends to always provide you with that clarity. Now, some people look for friendships where the goal is simply just to pass the time by. And it's important for you to understand that because if you're looking too deeply into things, and I've made this mistake, don't get me wrong. I'm one of those people to where I like to be present in every interaction. So I can be present, really listening to what someone is saying and thinking that, okay, we're going to connect and, and we're going to go forward. And then the next thing you know, this person sees me a day later and they just, they walk right by. They act like we didn't just have this 30 minute, one hour conversation the other day, which probably primarily um, revolved around them. People who like just to pass the time by oftentimes will just suck suck you for your resources. And I'm not talking about just like financial resources. I'm talking about your mental and emotional resources, um, emotional vampires sometimes. They, you, you can get in situations where, where that has happened. Sometimes you have people that just like to just, you know, just have fun. You know, you, you go out and you, you know, you have a few drinks and you just kind of stay on the surface, talk about some random things about life. And then you you go home and you better not call them. Because if they answer the phone, they're going to be like, in their in their mind, like, why are you bothering me? So these are some things that are um, important to consider. Um, friendships also can sabotage marriages because the opinions of others are valued too much. Um, this is no hate. This is no hate on single people. But you have to take a lot of times. You have to take what single people say with a grain of salt when it when it comes to marriage and and how you should um, handle those issues. I'm a firm believer that you can take it, either take it to the scriptures if you are a, a religious person, or you can go and find you a professional that, again, has a framework that can help you to identify if you need to unite or if you need to go your own way. That is the ideal situation, but a lot of people overly rely on friendships. And again, people have a way of being very selfish, very entitled, and always thinking about themselves. And culturally that individualistic cultures promote that without even realizing it that individualistic cultures promote aspects of narcissism and if you 
inherently come from a collectivistic culture, there's not much you can get from that. When you think of collective collectivistic cultures, think of a lot of African cultures and um, African countries. Think about Middle Eastern cultures. Think about um, Asian cultures. Um, Asian cultures um, over there, like in Asia and things like that, there is a there are these are collectivist cultures to where every decision has to be considered how it affects the group as a whole and not not just one individual. So, getting a divorce and leaving and maybe leaving four four kids behind because you're not happy or creating a blended family situation because you want something different would be considered unacceptable and in, in other cultures. So, if you come from a culture that believes uh, to death do us part. And they take that very, very seriously talking to someone that would that would get a divorce simply because they are more attracted to someone else is not going to necessarily help you in that in that situation. Now, another thing that I see is that people trying to maintain these friendships because they've they've grown up together. So I'm going to hang on to this individual um, because we used to be in diapers together. The reality is, is that people grow apart and even if they don't grow apart, they still should grow. And when you when when you move away, you know, when you when you go and you do different things, you're no longer the same person. And the reality is you shouldn't be. And if you keep trying to force friendships, it can take a lot out of you and have you in a lot of um, situations that are not good for you because you're hanging on to something that, again, the life cycle should have ended a long time ago. We also have friendships that um, literally have, have come together through a traumatic experience. So you guys hold on to each other and to, to get through this experience. But when the experience is over, you don't really have anything in common, but you keep trying to keep this friendship going on. And in essence, what it's kind of doing is it's kind of keep bringing that trauma back up. And so you never really can let it go because what you'll find is that when you guys have nothing in common, when people have nothing really to talk about, they will find their way gravitating back towards the, the drama, the trauma, the initial thing that brought them together. And you can find yourself constantly talking about that ex-husband, you know, constantly talking about that ex-wife because you have nothing else to talk about. So it's important to understand that some friendships are seasonal, that they serve their purpose and you and you just move on. Now. I mentioned about people who are just trying to pass the time by. Now I want to talk about the people who are looking for an experience and not intimate connections. It is very important to understand when someone just likes to have fun, when someone is just, just looking for joy and you are trying to connect with them in a meaningful way to where you are trying to share with them deep and meaningful parts of yourself. You can start to feel hurt you can feel, you can be offended. You can feel like this you know, person doesn't care about you. And you can just have so many emotional wounds, emotional wounds that could potentially be opening up because you may feel like your whole entire life, you know, you've been misunderstood. People haven't really valued you, haven't really cared about you. And the reality is, is, is that you try to connect with people who are not trying to connect with you. Some people are just looking to go out there have fun, do their thing, but they do not want to connect. And sometimes people don't want to connect because it's painful for them. They don't have friendships that go beyond the surface because maybe they don't deal with their issues themselves. And when you do notice there are people who don't deal with their issues, 
you don't try to become Dr. Phil. You don't try to become Ayala Fix My Life and try to get that person to go to the next step. Because the reality is, is, is that sometimes when you do that, it's because you want them to become a better friend for you. You want them to become something or, or someone that you can relate to better. So you try to help them solve their problems so y'all can um, y'all can better connect, which again, very self-serving. So what I'm getting here, what I'm getting at here is be clear in your expectations when making friends. Now, I'm not saying that you say to a person, what are your expectations from this friendship? What I'm saying is that you ask enough questions to understand what a person values. You really, really try to get a vibe from this person and their values versus simply just jumping into the activity versus simply just jumping into the topic that has you guys so interested in talking in the first place. Before you take this further, you need to understand when it comes to your pet peeves, when it comes to your do's and your don'ts, does this person value any of that? Because I've been in situations myself where an individual, I thought we were on the same page and then they go and do something very, very cutthroat. So it's important to to pay attention to those things. I'm someone to where I am very conscious about not trying to get into any legal trouble. But you may find yourself around someone who who you like dearly. You guys vibe and have a great time, but they will steal something from the store. And you're with them and then you won't find out until you've gotten to the car that they have all this merchandise they didn't pay for. That's an example of not understanding the values. Or a person can simply be so so cutthroat that they don't care about the things that they, they do to other people. Like if you're someone who it's very important that people are honest and inauthentic, this person may lie like it's, like it's no one's business and constantly lie just simply to, to get their way. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, like you will do anything to get what you want. And that literally can be an issue in a friendship because one day it can be your turn. And a couple more things I want to say is do not unknowingly try to renegotiate the friendship contract. You need to leave the nature of the friendship alone. Unless you and the person have come together and it appears that both of you are trying to take it to the next level, kind of like an intimate relationship to where you guys have an understanding that now we're boyfriend and girlfriend, but not so much in that sense, but kind of. Changing the friendship contract a lot of times can end the friendship. If you've had a friend that you've been friends with for a couple of years, and the only thing you guys ever do is go out, go to the bar, you know, go go bowling, you know, just do do fun stuff. And then all of a sudden, you just call this person one day and you're emotional and you just you just unload on them. They may be so turned off by the emotional display that they distance themselves from you. And you can be so confused thinking like, why would my friend do me this way? They didn't ask for all that. So depending on the friendship contract, or let, let's do it in a reverse situation. Maybe you guys started off supporting each other emotionally, and then you decided that you didn't want to do that anymore. The friendship contract essentially has been changed. And one person changed it, and the other one didn't necessarily agree so you guys may have a disconnect because one thing you see in a lot of friendships that fall apart is there is there is this constant, you weren't there for me. We, we hear it all the time. You were not there for me. And it's important to, to pay attention to those, to those details because 
there are different expectations between the two people. And maybe once upon a time, the expectations were the same. So I, I leave you guys with that. I hope this helps someone um, navigate their friendships and under, understand when it's time to hold on, when it's time to let go, how to be a friend, um, how, how to be befriended. And that's my time. Dr. Paco out.